Welcome to Still Growing in Grace, a program dedicated to inspiring joy, giving hope, and delighting in grace. I'm Mike Zenker, and I'll be sharing with you a message of hope that will expand your understanding of God's love and amazing grace. God already deeply loves you, totally accepts you, and really, really likes you. Growing in Grace Ministries Canada and Hope Fellowship, your community church, invite you to enjoy today's program as we dig deeper into what it means to be still growing in grace. Hey, Reg. Uh, good to see you finally. Reg, shoot. Uh, it's been a long time since we connected, at least five months. Oh, wait, that's everyone. <laughs> With COVID. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Hope yeah. Fellowship hasn't seen you for a while either, so uh, I wanted to give you a chance to give a quick shout out to and hello to everyone. Uh, you're welcome to do that. Yeah, that's been you know really uh, really interesting times trying to connect with everyone right now. It's been really <laughs> difficult, but uh, you know this uh, technology the way it is right now, it, it, it's it kind of bridges that gap a bit. So. Here's a great big hello to everybody at Hope and miss you all. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, we, yeah. we just moved to Elmira March 1st uh, to the new location, and then COVID hit. It's like, what? Yeah. So it's been yeah. crazy. So, Reg, I invited you in uh, because uh, I'm in the middle of a series called uh, Stop the World I Want to Get Off. This whole COVID thing has right. caused so much anxiety for folks, and we're so caught up in responding to the triggers all around us, we don't know how to do self-care very well. And right. so I've talked about rest, I've talked about prayer, I've talked about meditation, um, where our focus is not to focus on fear, all that stuff. And today, uh, I'm taking a look at um, huge negative voice in the Christian world. And that is this message of end times that, oh no, this COVID thing, it's all about end times. Are you hearing that kind of stuff too? Because today I want to kind of lay it to rest and say, guys, uh, let's let's refocus on what Christ in us is trying to say to us, not what the external stuff is. Are you yeah. hearing this stuff? Yeah, there, there, there's so much, uh, like, I mean, I call it fear-mongering going on. Yes, with, my word. With all this, with all this uh, you know, the, you got the, the so-called quote-unquote end times teachers out there that are just taking this and just running rampant with it. Um, and, you know, there, that creates a lot of fear right there. And then, you know, the obvious with with all the fear going on with people um that are really riding the the COVID train with the conspiracy theories and all this too on top of it all and yeah. I, I just think there's just a, a whole big messed up mixed bag of stuff that's just causing fear in people mm -hmm. it's just crazy it seems like this COVID has triggered um undealt with issues not only in individuals but in the church yeah i'm seeing yeah. that come to fruit right now it's like wow we never saw this coming it's making us rethink what is the church who is the church um what is the good news uh, yeah it's been kind of well, wild. I, mean, I, I find it really interesting that um you know our background we we would uh you know i, I say we have like you know where we were raised from uh it just this this would be typically a prime opportunity to really come down with the whole hellfire brimstone type of teaching and preaching and and whatnot and just causing all that fear and then at the same time um i've had some interesting thoughts about you know uh we were also taught you have to be inside the church every time the doors are open and if not <laughs> then you have a spiritual problem right there yeah. and and so i'm just kind of wondering how some people are coping with with kind of that thought process when that's the way they've uh, been raised and taught and live their whole life and now you can't go to church uh, how do they deal with that sort of thing too? So there's just a lot of 
things going on, a lot of dynamics that I think are really scaring people. So have you had a chance, and this is, again, I did not prep you. So anybody watching yeah. now, we did not prep this. <laughs> Sorry, no, Reg. No um, but have you, have you heard some specific things about end times recently? Um, I, I've heard things like the, the market, the beast is coming. Uh, tribulation's coming. The rapture is a big one. Have you, have you heard any of those? Um, I haven't heard so much about the rapture, but yes, I've, I've heard a lot about, um, you know, the vaccine with with the mark of the beast and and all this kind of stuff i've heard a lot of that going on um you know it's just like i say people i just think they capitalize on this stuff and just just run with it and uh you know whether or not they're they're doing it on purpose to to cause people to fear or on purpose to try to help god to uh bring other people to repentance i don't know what their motivation is behind it all but mm -hmm. um the reality is, I, I just think it's really totally unnecessary. So, yeah. I yeah. did not know there was another perspective. I, I grew up with one lens. Here's what it means, because my, my pastors, my teachers, all the books that were in the house all pointed the same message of yeah. here's what's going to happen. You know, we watched the Distant yeah. Thunder, Thief of the Night series and scared the hell right out of us. <laughs> you know, yeah. said the prayer many times, <laughs> yeah. you know. So I think this whole idea of fear, this this pandemic is is great fuel for religious fear. It is. Um, yeah. What would you do? You have any hope or a direction to point people for some hope of a better way to see this end times fear mongering? What's another lens we could have? Have, have well, you come up with anything? I, I think you know, getting like not getting deeply into the whole end times theology right off the hop here. I'm thinking some some of the more simple things to focus on is simply uh, scriptures like Galatians 5.1. It is for freedom that Christ set us free. That's setting huh. us free from everything, fear included. Fear of yeah. end times. And it, it, you know what? We don't have to be afraid of end times. I'll tell you that right now. And I don't don't know that we really want to get into the depths of the theology behind all that right, right at the moment. But the reality is, I, honestly, if Christ set us free, he set us free from everything. And that includes fear. So the ones that are experiencing fear, I'm not. We're talking about the pattern of fear, not not the sudden shock of uh oh, somebody just scared me, but the yeah. habitual living from fear. That's right. That yeah. is not the evidence of Christ. You're clearly living from some other source called ego or something, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a something that permeates your being. It's not just an instant little thing that just happens and it's gone. It's it's not a wave. It's yeah there. and. And um, it's something that we can't just, in and of ourselves, walk away from. It's something that's the work of Christ. He set us free from mm -hmm. that. So, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I'm taking a look at a, a text today, uh, a dream, a story of Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. Um, and Daniel was called in to interpret the dream. And it was the one at the statue where it was made out of gold, silver, bronze, iron, and the feet were clay. You remember that one? Yes. Yeah. So that dream to me is a picture of hope because there's a rock that's made, not cut from human hands, that comes and smashes the toes of that statue, tumbling the whole thing. Right. And uh, Keith Giles and I we were just talking about that recently. Um, uh, which we're going to show that clip this morning too, or a little part of that. Um, but that, to me, is the is the picture of hope, even from the old covenant of Christ arriving. And the best part of the story is the rock then grows and fills the whole earth, like right. it covers the whole earth. That rock is Christ coming right at that right time, which is what I think the Magi 
already understood the times and that's why they showed up around that time they knew what was going on yeah um, yeah no have you have you dug into that at all um that's that's one area you know the whole nebuchadnezzar thing um has has not been something i've looked at really closely recently um you know some of the, some of the things that I've I've focused on is, I mean, if you want to get back to the grassroots of of how do we really grasp a hold of this thing with the end times and whatnot, mm-hmm. I guess what we we really need to understand and there's people that really have a hard time accepting what I'm about to say, and that's simply that the Bible was written primarily to the Jews, uh, by the Jews, mm. right, and we lose focus of that, and we need to get that into perspective when we come back to scripture and we we look at scripture and the prophecies and 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 the things that scripture is telling us and we have to be reminded that that was in a different day and age for a different primarily group of people than than who we are in this day and age that includes revel to understand how to read revelation right exactly it does and so so we if we can get that perspective right then the, mm-hmm. the a lot of the scripture and the meanings of scripture changes mm-hmm. yeah in how the and how we view it right? so what, what's one of the biggies what's what so, i'm, I'm well, teasing and, you, and now. you know what and, and end times is one of the biggest things it's one of the biggest things because when when jesus and and the other prophets spoke to uh the people of that day about end times they were talking about the end times of those people, mm. right? End of an in, era. In in an of that era. Yes. And so, uh, and this is one of the things I spoke about when I spoke about this at Hope, and that is, you know, when Jesus actually spoke about the end times and and said that this generation will see the end times. Repeat that. Which generation? This generation. This. The, the people that Jesus was speaking to face to face at that time, right? And, and what's so, a generation? Because not everybody understands that. They think a generation is well. If I can live a hundred, that's a generation. But, no, a gener- generation is forty years. It's a, it's a pattern that the Bible set out, and uh, and it's been a, a pattern throughout the whole course of the Bible. Generation is forty years, and so if if Jesus was at the time thirty to thirty three years old, roughly when he was speaking this, then you have a generation is forty years. When he said this generation will see this come to pass. Mm. Then, then that generation being somewhere around the 30 to 33 years plus 40 takes us to guess what 70 AD when the Romans marched into Jerusalem and slaughtered almost all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, including all the priests and wiped out the city. And that was the end of the end times. So maybe that's what Jesus was referring to when he says, you're going to see the gnashing of teeth. You're going to be wary when the armies come. Don't run to the city, run to the hills. He's speaking of 70 AD, not the end of the world. Exactly, exactly. But it was the end of their world. Correct. Right? Yeah. And that's where we find the confusion because we don't understand who Jesus was speaking to at the time and who these prophets were speaking to at the time. So. Yeah, because there's two things that, uh, that I, I'm hearing the confusion from. Matthew 24, Jesus speaking of end times, and somehow the Western world has projected that into a futuristic thing. And yeah. we, didn't, we don't realize it's, it has already happened. Even some really staunch 
um, opposers to this understanding have now come around to really see, oh my goodness, I see it now. I couldn't before, but now I can get this. And there's still other stuff they're wrestling with, but that's yeah. okay. I, yeah, I'm but, looking then, for the hope. but then you take, but even like it wasn't just Jesus and some of the old time prophets. You, you look at some of the apostles like Peter, Peter after, after the ascension in the book of Acts, Peter actually said, these are the, the end times that the prophet Joel spoke about. He mm. confirmed it right then and there. So, so the apostles knew and understood that they were in the end times back then. Okay. Well, it makes, uh, if we, we don't have time to get into it, but man, that would, if you start to go through all those verses and those, those phrases and those paragraphs, it starts to make sense with that consciousness in mind, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so, so one of the other things that's been on my mind, uh, hot and heavy for, for a, a few years now, and that is our our theology, as we learn more and more about, uh, you know, breaking through some of these language barriers that we've had mm -hmm. over the years with, with the original language of the Bible and, and our lack of understanding of what it was truly saying. And as we're breaking through these language barriers, our own theology is changing. Yeah. And we have to move with that. But the danger in that, in my mind, is, and, and, and I just can't understand or see myself how we would, ever ever be able to form an an absolute straight line theology ever again moving forward <laughs> yeah right? and maybe maybe we're not supposed to exactly. may, may, the more i'm discovering the theology of eastern churches let's say um uh different cultures of churches still yeah. same jesus but they they have come to see certain things differently um there's an expression of jesus i never saw before i, I was not exposed to it but they're experiencing a jesus i can't see and sure. it's the same one why are they seeing it differently okay maybe i don't know it all right yeah. i thought i arrived i thought my jesus is the right one and yeah you know, it's very interesting, or at least my, my understanding. I've got my, my perspective and belief about this Jesus I say I believe in. Honestly, for now, it's changing and growing. I'm, I have a fluid, hope-filled perspective where my understanding is expanding like you wouldn't believe. You know, I'm seeing where others have come from, but I also see now where I'm, it's wider and bigger than I ever dreamed. Well, when, when we start off with some of our kind of more simplified theology about you know what do, what does one have to do to be saved those kind of things and 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 we kind of we kind of get past eventually the whole thing about begging for forgiveness and, and whatnot and we yep. we kind of get past that and that was a bit of a hurdle and whatnot but then when you start getting into the end times teachings and the rapture and the teaching of hell and these kind of things and you start understanding that you know what we did not have it all figured out <laughs> something's not right here and that really in itself starts a whole new journey of when when yeah. you come to the realization that you know what something's not right that starts you on a whole new journey and that is is like deep deep high level stuff that goes way beyond what must i do to be saved it <laughs> it, it just it just tugs at the the deep grassroots in your heart that it's it's a hard it's a hard thing to get through it really is. I agree. And I know you have gone through a lot. In fact, one part of your story I love because it, it revealed something that I had trouble with. Uh, and that had to do with uh, the voice of Christ coming from within you. Um, right. I, 
I would never have believed that. I would always believe, you know, Christ is on the outside and you have to invite him in. And somebody was telling you, you got to, you know, make Jesus number one in your life or something. Tell us yeah. just briefly yeah. about that. Because I think yeah, no, I was, uh, if, this, if this goes longer, so what? I'll, I'll edit and cut back and show what I got to show on Sunday. But this I'm going to show as well. I think it's too important. Yeah. So, uh, again, that goes right back to my upbringing where, you know, you have to be in church every time the doors are open, which in our case was twice on Sunday and a midweek service. And usually there was a youth something or other that happened on a Friday night or Sunday, yep. Saturday or something. We just all like our, our whole life was at the church and and even something as simple as arriving late. Hmm was an indicator that you weren't really that serious about and you got in trouble for that i got in trouble for that i really did i I got in trouble dating or married to the pastor's daughter or something yeah 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 i got in trouble for even coming late and it was work related it was not something i really had a lot of control over but uh you know it's not like i was uh you know careless about it um you know but i i got the finger pointed at me saying well you know what if you really truly we're putting Christ at the center of life, you find a way to get there on time. And I'm not even talking about a Sunday. I'm talking about a West NA service. Um, so these kinds of things, they, they, they play on you. And, and, um, and th- this is why I'm having these weird thoughts about, you know, how, how do people that, that live and feel the way that I did back then, how are they managing with this whole thing with the churches being closed and whatnot? They must be just really playing heavy on their minds. On who though? On, on the church leaders or people no, that on the, on the followers? I think. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but I think both are mad, really having a hard time. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I think so. <laughs> but yeah, because again, this is you know what, and then God works in strange ways, right? Because because in in a weird way. Uh, it, you know, maybe this whole COVID thing is kind of shattering some of those little things that that we've uh, we've kind of hung on to. That 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 really, in, in the end of it all, um, it it doesn't matter in light of your salvation. Yeah, exactly. Right? It doesn't matter in light of your salvation. So, because um, salvation is simply believing in Jesus Christ. So, has nothing to do with being to church on time. So, but, so tell me about this voice. So, so the voice. Um, so, so I was in that rut where where I I had been called out on this, uh, you know, being late to to some meetings and stuff, and and it was right at a time in my life when I was questioning a lot of theology too, and I was looking for answers, and and um, maybe I asked uh, one too many questions that didn't go over so well, and I kind of got pushed away, and I found myself uh, not being able to attend what was my home church for many many years, and. And you know this thing about not attending church uh, played played on me, and because I cared, I, I got pushed out. I wasn't being rebellious or whatever. I got pushed out, and I cared, right? And I, and I was worried about this stuff. And uh, and yeah, and I remember well. I was I was outside of uh, the apartment I was living in, and I and I, I walked in the door, and boom, right, just I I remember where I was standing, and God spoke to me. He said, "I'm still here," even though I'd not been into a church for I think it was about a year and a half and um, just just really feeling disconnected from it all and disconnected from God feeling a disconnect just because of my just because of my wit my thought process mm-hmm. right and um, but I just had this really really strong sense that the voice was not in the room the voice came from in me <laughs> right I'm still here she's still in me 
and it came back and immediately my thoughts went to but wait a minute you just spoke from the center of my life but i didn't put you there <laughs> right yeah you put you there not mm. me because i haven't been to a church in a year and a half um you know, I haven't done all the good Christian things that, you know, go along with or associated with all that, you know, Christian life patterns and stuff to to warrant saying, hey, yeah, that's a good Christian there. Um, I have done all those things. And yet still here is Christ speaking from the center of my life saying I'm mm -hmm. still here. And so it really honestly has nothing to do with anything that we do. It's what he did. And all you did was what? Respond? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like, hmm, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Back you know? at you, Pastor. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I actually, I actually phoned him and, and told him that story. It wasn't received very well. But oh. Anyways. Well, the first time you shared that, um, I, I'd never heard it like that before. But ever since, and it's been a yeah. few years now. I am hearing similar stories. In fact, just the other day, I was speaking with a, uh, a care worker at a nursing home. We were having a spiritual conversation. She was, she was kind of hungry, was sort of spiritual, but she says she sometimes hears a voice, you know, yeah. saying it's going to be yeah. okay. I said, that, that's Jesus. That's yeah. God. Yeah. Really? You think so? Absolutely. Did it make yeah. you feel warm and right and, and comforted and peaceful? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Like I've been hearing similar voice stories of uh, something from within. Yeah. And suddenly I realized that the light of Christ is shining through all things, really speaks to all things and through all things as well. Absolutely. So I, your story you launched know, that for me. That was cool. I, I have, I have a, uh, a very, very good friend. Um, He's an older gentleman. He's, he's almost 70 years old, but he's a very, very good friend of mine. Uh, we have not been able to sit down yet and have a real good heart-to-heart -heart theological conversation. But here's the thing. I've had a couple times where he has turned to me and said, he said, you know what? I know that, I know that you're a believer. I know that you, uh, you take this very seriously. You even speak from time to time and this sort of thing. I, I've watched your videos and stuff. He says, but here's the thing. I have been taught so many different things. You know, my, my mom was Catholic. My dad was Protestant. I'm stuck somewhere in the middle. I don't know what to believe. And he says, I don't know what to do, but here's the one thing. He says, when I wake up in the morning, I am compelled to talk to God. Wow. Just because I just feel he's there. Right. And I don't think I don't think he's alone. I think there's a lot of people and the group's growing quickly. Have yeah. the same questions. They're so yeah. confused. Well, you know, you look you look at scripture that says uh, you know, it talks about Christ holding all things together. Well, we are all things. Yeah. We are all things. So so if he was not already in us, we would not be held together. We would not be in this physical form if, if, if not for him. And so um, how can we be arrogant enough to say that I'm placing Christ at the center of my life and yet, you know, not believe scripture when it says that he holds us together, whether we're a believer or not a believer. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Man. So in this time of COVID then, 
Um, what would you say to somebody that's kind of having a hard time? That first of all, they're they're deconstructing beliefs. Okay, like you've been unlearning and wrestling with new things since forever. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's just changed each time. Um, and now with this COVID stuff and we were talking about end times, what's a message you'd give? I think you already alluded to a verse about that, but what would you like to say to somebody saying, Hey, I don't know what to do now. I'm, this is scary. Who do I believe? Well, I think, I think the bottom line is that, that we really need, and this is hard. It's not easy. It's just, this is not easy, but I think the bottom line is we just need to understand that we can rest in Christ, that we don't have to be uh, pulled in all these different directions with fear. We've, mm -hmm. we've been set free from fear. Uh, I mean, the only time that fear has any, any power over us is if we allow it to. But we, if we go back and remind ourselves that Christ has set us free and we're free from fear and all other things that, that would bind us and tear us down, then we can begin to rest in Christ and understand that he is our life. And I think, you know, honestly, the biggest the biggest problem I think that people have, and I'm talking about all people, believers and unbelievers alike, all people, right now, especially this, the future is so uncertain, mm -hmm. right? And, and people, myself included, like to know that tomorrow when I get up, my job is secure, I have an income. You know, tomorrow when I get up, I'm still gonna have my house and I'm still gonna be able to put food on my table. And there's just so much uncertainty and unrest right now. Um, you know, it, it's obviously we're, we're in a pandemic that that is gonna naturally cause a lot of that unrest. And then you have, you know, like we've talked about, people that kind of capitalize on that and try and kind of push, push the, uh, you know, a certain line of theology that I just, well, you and me both have a little trouble swallowing that type of theology right now after after some of the things we've learned and unlearned and whatnot. But um, but but no, that's that's the thing. Christ holds holds all things together. He has set us free, and we can rest in the assurance that He will continue to hold us together, and that He will uh, ultimately see us through through our life. He will He will always look after us, and we will. Uh, we will be with him forever. So. so for those that are having a hard time with all the voices coming at them from the news, from relatives, from Christian relatives, you know, spouting off their stuff, um, how do they learn to listen to the voice in them? You know? Well, and there, therein lies a big problem, and it is a learning process. It is, it is choosing who to listen to, right? And sometimes it's, it's very difficult. Um, you know, some people that are trying to teach us, teach us and tell us things that are, that come from what they think is a biblical perspective. It can be very compelling, and it can be very difficult to kind of close your mind to that. There's people that are telling us all kinds of fearful things in the pandemic, and and it can be difficult to close our mind to that. But we have to choose what to focus our thoughts on, and if we choose, I mean, you know what it almost sounds like I'm going towards the whole theory of, you know, the power of positive thinking. And, you know, I'm, I'm also, you know, I'm not a, well, I'm not going to say the guy's name because you'll probably have to edit it out, but, <laughs> but you know, there's, there's, there's teachers that are on the power of positive thinking. There is merit to that. Absolutely. Yep. But, but we have to choose who, what voice to listen to 
And, you know, the only voice we can listen to with absolute certainty that we know has has everything in control, has everything in the palm of his hand and including our life and will always see us through and will always look after us. You know, that's the voice we have to choose to listen to. Yeah. And somehow weed out all the rest of it. I think God is big enough to get our attention. He's already whispering to us. Um, we need to learn to hear his voice, you know? Yes. yes. We, we already know deep inside, I believe, when the wrong messages come our way. We kind of know already, but then we quickly go, well, maybe, and we just get in that vicious cycle. So, Well, the, the Bible says that God speaks in a still, small voice, and I, I actually wrestled with that one for a while, and I, I thought, well, why doesn't God just speak up and just tell me? <laughs> Right. Yep. But then but then I came to the realization after a while that, you know what, there are so many voices that are screaming at me all the time. They're all screaming. All of them. You will not hear a voice of dissension that sounds really soft and pretty. Right. <laughs> it's always screaming at you. Right. And, and so the thought hit me. Well, OK, but if God were to scream at me, even like in out of love, if God were to scream at me, how would I decipher that from all the other screaming voices? Mm, yeah. Right. And then it hit me. That is why he speaks in a still small voice mm. so that we can identify that. Yes, it's him. And it's calming. It Peace. settles us down. Yeah. yeah. Peace is the answer. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. Our time, our time's up. That, that was half an hour. Oh, oh wow. Okay. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we'll do this again because this is this is fun. You're easy to and fun to chat with. So, and you got yeah. a lot of fun things to share. So, hopefully, we'll we'll find a time to sneak in a, a recording like this. Reg, thanks for joining me and sharing some insights. Um, and I'm going to make sure I share the links to your other the other time you shared your message on End Times. Make that all available. And uh, yeah, let's keep giving and sharing and spreading good news. Let's be in, hope inspirers. <laughs> Absolutely. Join me next time on Still Growing in Grace for more good news. Enjoy previous episodes by downloading our podcast at growingingrace.ca. You can also visit hopefellowshipycc.com to find our service times and location. If this show has been an encouragement to you, please consider making a donation today at growingingrace.ca and help us keep spreading this good news. Thank you again for tuning in to Still Growing in Grace.